It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's a great Monday. You know how I feel about Mondays. I have a, a whole week to do what I'm supposed to do, go out and be great, praise the Lord, and just be effective. So it's our Monday uplift um, here, Gwen Singletary. We talk about going in greatness. And today, I want to talk about communications, specifically business communications. Um, we take that concept of communicating so lightly. We do it every day. We don't think too much about the outcome or the habit or how we communicate with people. And that's fine, but that also translates to our business communications. Understanding clearly that communications is the root of all of your business dealings. It affects every layer of your business, whether it's you communicating to your subordinates, if you communicating, that their subordinates communicating to you, to the public, to your vendors, your business communication is key. And I think we miss that opportunity because we're just so comfortable with status quo, we're so comfortable with just the way we are dealing right now, that we need to take a little step back and think about how we communicate our business. Now, once again, my style. Business communications, let's talk about definition of that. Make sure we're on the same page. Business communications is the process of sharing information between people within and outside your company. Um, now, effective business communication is how employees and the management interact to achieve the company's or organizational goals. The purpose is to improve the organization's practices and reduce errors. Overall, you want to make sure that you have smooth sailing, less errors, everybody excited. And the good thing about that is when you're doing that, you get a better product and a better interaction with your employees because they all feel on the same page. Now, when you start sharing your organization's visions and goals, your products, your benefits, and promotions you're doing outside, that's called advertising. But for today, we're going to talk about internal communications. I think we need to make sure we got that nailed before we can go forward to um, uh, other types of communications. Um, I think I have somebody here uh, on the line. Do I have someone on the line now? Last four numbers, 8049. 8059? That's Excuse you, Miss Singleton. Yes. Yes, yes. This is Karen Miniweather. Hey, how are you, girl? Fine, how are you? Good. I'm trying to be timely. All righty. Well, you listening on our show today, thank you so much for listening. And please jump in if you have a, a comment or a question uh, or input that you want to give us, please do that. The number to call in is 515-602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. I know everybody's going to have a little something to say about this process of business communication. So if you have something, let me know, okay? You will. Okay. So as we go forward in this process, um, we want to make sure that we understand a couple things about the business communication. Um, today we are going to talk about the internal piece about it. Um, let me say to you that communications is critical in all relationships, you know, your family interactions, your friends, your romantic interests, 
um, your coworkers, all of those things are, in, are part of communication. It's so important to you. And as for today, your conversation with your employers, employees, vendors, and customers, like I said, are also important. Um, our ability to communicate is going to largely impact our, our success in the workplace. If you are a student, actually impact your relationships as friends, uh, to be a leader, all those things are impacted by your level, your ability or inability to uh, communicate. Um, when we think about communications, we think about just speaking coherently in two or three sentences that help other people understand our point of view, uh, understand our process, understand our needs, our dislikes. Whether you want to talk with your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, discussing what you know you like, don't like, save those things are all part of this communication process overall. So as important as that is, don't take that for granted. It factors into your business. It factors into how successful you are and how well you communicate it. And also, it also will keep you sometimes from being very, very frustrated because of the process. We talk about verbal communications. Um, there's a couple of factors in there that we don't always break down. So let's break it down. Um, when you just discuss that, you still get your verbal communications and you say, you know, um, I'm talking, I'm sharing, whatever. But overall, how much is your verbal communications? How important is that in terms of your diction, your speech, the co- how coherent your sentence is, how it flows together? What experts will say in communicating with others that your verbal speech it's actually about 7% of being effective. Once again, they're saying that you're speaking, it's only about 7%. The words you put together and how you formulate that, it's about 7% of you being effective in communicating. They're saying that your vocals, in terms of your pitch, um, the volume, your inflections, inflections, that's about 38% of you being effective. Now, we can take that back to a step up. If you ever seen or been privy to or set through a powerful, dynamic Baptist, I gotta say Baptist, Baptist minister, you understand how that pitch and tone and inflections and how all of that works together in terms of them giving you the message. Um, that helps with all folks, um, emotional um, public speakers and motivational speakers, how they say, when they say, how they, the tone of it or whatever, lowering your voice, inflecting your voice, all that makes a difference. So they're saying you're Words you put together are seven seven percent, just seven zero seven percent, not seven zero seven percent of how effective you are. Your tone, inflection, pitches is about thirty eight percent. So the question is, then what really makes the impact? What the experts are saying is your body language is fifty five percent of you being impactful in your communications. You think about that, and I tend to think that's true because I can say. Yeah, I love you. Did you get Or I can say, I love you and I can hug you. Now, which one are you going to believe? If I also make the gesture to come and hug you and touch you or whatever, that makes it more real. So your body language means a lot in terms of affecting people's trust, people's interests, people's support, and how you communicate all of this. We talk about how you present yourself. You know the difference if a person walks in a room with their head down and don't look you in the eye. You know the difference if a person walks in a room with their hands stretched out and try to shake your hand. 
You know the difference in someone who slides in a corner at an event, a conference, a workshop, or whatever, and they're just in that corner opposed to a person who's, like we say, work in the room and out meeting people and sharing with people and things of that nature. Just a simple hello in the morning, good morning when you walk in the door, means a difference. Word good morning can be like just good morning. The word tone and inflection can be, wow, good morning, how are you today? We're going to kick some butt today. Or, good morning, have a little wave over there, do a little dance. All of those are different levels of effective communications and effective communication in your business. Okay, so we go through the process a little bit further, and people always say these things. You've heard them saying before, and I've said some of them before myself. We talk about the fact that um, your body movement and that is more important uh, in terms of uh, dissecting this uh, uh, communications module, think about things people say. They say things like, watch what they say, not what they do. I got that backwards. Watch what they do, not what they say. I got that backwards. I'm sorry. Watch what they do, not what they say. People can say anything, but what do they do? Do they show you they love you? Do they do it in words? Another terminology you like, love is a verb. Love is a doing word. I can say I love you, but I don't caress you. I don't hold you. I don't hold your hand. I don't help you um, get in and out the car. I don't open the door for you. Love is a verb. You know, what are you doing to show your body motions? That all goes in that together. And then, you know, the one my mother always said, I can show you better. I can tell you. And all those have to do with your forms of communication. And we say those things, but are we walking those out? Are we living those? Are we thinking about them consciously most days? And I would tend to say no. Unless you make a formal habit and a pattern of being open, positive, tone, inflections, think about what you're going to say, your tone, your inflections, you know, your body movement, when you stand tall, you stand firm, you look people in the eye, all those things have an impact on you as a leader for any kind of organization and how you go forward your business communications. Strong business communications in a company or organization, whatever, is likely to result in high employee engagement. You want people who work together, who think together, who can work things out, who can come up with the best ideas. You all know the best ideas come from collaboration. So if you pick an atmosphere where people are able to communicate, feel comfortable talking to each other, feel comfortable challenging each other, you come up with the best Ideas. You you get people in the atmosphere where they can flourish and be creative, and all of that comes from how you communicate with them and how they communicate with you and what you allow them to do in that process. Um, one of my first jobs in advertising, um, I, my boss was just just laughed at me, so laughed at all of us. It was three young ladies uh, in their office, um, and we did all the different things: account service, and one person was a promotional person, and another person was a media person, and you know we all did this kind of things. And we would have our board meetings, or staff meetings, or whatever. And sometimes they would get real loud. I mean, we are arguing the point with each other, we're fussing with each other, we're trying to make our points together. But there was two things he said he liked about that. At the end of the day, we all came out with the best solution. And we supported the solution regardless of whether we agree with it or not. If, if the person had a stronger story or two out of three said, we'll go this way, we went that way. And then the goal of the person who didn't agree was to be as uh, enthusiastic about the, um, the decision we we're going to make as anyone who wasn't. So you had to do that point. And then after we finished having our conversation, because we used to doing that, and sometimes we get a little loud, then we go have lunch. 
it was an atmosphere we communicated with each other, but didn't disrespect each other, uh, that we didn't take it personal. We knew we all loved what we were doing. We were all trying to get the best points. And once we got that, we kept going. And so she had to be a person who could foster that, you know, in us and say, hey, hey, it's okay to disagree, but what are we going to do about that? Those are kind of communications and skills that you need as a good business owner, manager, leader. Um, there are a couple steps that we need to think about as we go through the business communications piece. I'm going to run through those, and then we'll take a break. Once again, call me if you have any suggestions or um, comments, 515-602-9767. So in terms of business communications, a few things I'm going to give you my seed, a list of my seeds of what you have to do. You need to be clear, clear in knowing what you want to communicate. If you're confused about that, then step back a minute. You cannot communicate with your vendors, your employees, that way, if you're not clear what you're trying to get to. And if you're not clear, let's talk about that and say, hey, I know I want to get something done here. What's our best step? But be clear in your communications. You have to be consistent in your communications. If, you know, you have a bar, a level set at 100, then you can't come the next day and set your bar at 70. Be consistent in the words you say, how you say it, how you reward people, how you um, – um, make adjustments, how you have to sometimes chastise people. Be consistent in what you do and how you say and how you react. People look for that consistency in terms of especially leaders. Um, be consistent. We're going to meet and discuss our plan of action on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock. Be consistent. Don't start that process and then two weeks later you say, oh, well, you know, it's not important. Be consistent in your communication efforts and your process and how you go forward. And you have to be conversational. And I say that because I talk about two-way dialogue. It cannot be one person communicating, dictating, saying everything. You're going to need a two-way dialogue. Even if Mr. Leader, Mr. Boss, Miss Boss, or whatever, know what you want, still make an atmosphere where your people can come and share their thoughts too. Even if you're able to overcome their objections with the suggestions that here's why we're not going to do that, you still need to be open to them because no matter how great you are, there's always a little something that people can add to the mix. They may not be able to change your mind, but still they know they can talk with you. You heard them. You respect their ability. And I guarantee you, as time progresses, their comments and suggestions will get better and better and better. And sometimes that disruption in terms of weight, let's think about it this way, is one of the best things a company can do. And once you have that conversation, you need to be committed, committed to the action, committed to the point that when you leave that conversation, you guys have agreed, disagreed, have more work to do, or have steps to take. Please, don't let's have frivolous conversation and time and effort. I don't have that in my business. I'm sure you don't have it in your business. Once we have sit down and have a conversation about the business, I'm not saying sometimes you don't sit down and talk to someone about their personal lives in terms of just joking and how's your mom and that kind of thing. But we're doing business. We're doing business. I leave that conversation with you. I need to be committed enough that we both, you, me, and everyone else in the room, know what we discussed, why we discussed it, what are the action steps after that, what am I supposed to do? Don't just leave it like, oh, I need somebody. No, don't leave it to somebody. Leave it to a specific person needs to do X, Y, or Z. And a time frame of when to get that done. See, once you say that, you know, I need somebody, that could be anybody. If you say, Jane, I need you to review this process, well, she can get to that process next year. You didn't tell her when. 
and you need to say, Jean, Jean, I need, Jane, I need this process reviewed by next Tuesday staff meeting. Those are some things that you could do in your communications will help greatly in terms of everybody's expectations. You know, when you talk to people about things you want, my sister always says this, when you, she tells you or shares with you instructions or thoughts, I hope she's listening, she always says, now what did you hear? Because she wants to make sure that you heard what she said and vice versa, okay? So those are some things I want you to make sure when you're doing your communications, that they're clear, concise, consistent. Consistency is huge. That it's conversational, it's two ways back and forth, that you commit it to what is supposed to be done and everyone knows what, who's going to do what and what time frame will be done. Okay, I'm going to take a break right now, uh, sponsors, and we're going to come back and talk some more about business communications. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Dull skin? Swipe it away. New Garnier Brightening Micellar Water. Now with vitamin C. Micelles work like a magnet. In one swipe, gently cleanse, remove makeup, and brighten. New Micellar Water with vitamin C by Garnier. Naturally. Okay. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back, and we got a couple more things to talk about in terms of business communications. Please, once again, if you have some suggestions, some questions, some thoughts, some comments, uh, let me know, 515-602-9767. So um, when we left out, we talked about the basic things in terms of communication, being clear, being concise, being consistent, being conversational, and then being committed. And I think it's another important part about business communications and also communications overall, but we need to know our audience know who we're talking with and how we can best communicate with them in terms of the terms we use, the style we use, um, you know, how you present different aspects and um, uh, positions. One of the most difficult things to do is you have a plan of action with a big, diverse group of people in the room coming from different backgrounds and not necessarily understanding the same terminology, not necessarily understanding the same principles, and you have to kind of back up a little bit and repun and explain that to them. And that could be very difficult. I've had that situation many times in, 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 um, in my marketing career. Um, I'm giving you a small example of that, you know, in terms of let's look at something uh, as simple as the word break. Break, B-R-E-A-K. Simple word, break. But when you say break to a doctor, what do you think he's thinking? That you broke a bone. If you say break to one of your employees, they're thinking about going on a break and having 15 minutes to have a smoke or a drink or go walk outside and just, you know, do their own thing. If you say break to a criminal who's been incarcerated, he's probably thinking about breaking out, breaking out of that, that restrictive area. If you say break to a patient, then, you know, what's he thinking about in terms of that word break? Uh, to a cashier, he's working, he's working. And you say, here's a break, they're going to go take their, their, their 15, 20 minutes to do that as well. So my point to you is that's a small and simple fact, but think about how many different perspectives a simple word like break could be based on your target, based on who you're talking with. 
And when you think about that, you say, oh, wow, I just, I probably have missed some opportunities. You know, in the world of technology, there's a lot of people use acronyms or abbreviations or whatever. Same thing in marketing. We got some words we use in, in the marketing field. You know, um, we talk about how we uh, engage people. We talk about grassroots. We talk about ROI. We talk about um, uh, all kinds of different words we use in terms of things from, from the marketing perspective. And every business has those. So when you're telling these, these business communications, think about your target and what they know, how they know, and how you can help expand their thoughts on what's being said and, and make sure they understand it. We talk about communications in so many ways, and there's so many ways to communicate. And I'm not going to be belabor this too long, but I'm going to give you a few little things I think we need to talk about quickly. Um, I can do two or three more shows on all kinds of communications, and perhaps I will get to that. But this is overall about an overview, just have you to think about the impact of your communications, how to do it, when, and that sort of thing. But we know we have this, this world of so many different technologies now. And so, of course, we have a new whole thing called web-based communications. Now, whether that's going to be email, whether that's going to be a website, whether that's going to be a blog, whether that's going to be Facebook, social media, TikTok, whatever, you have all of this web-based communications. And that has to be dealt with in a number of different ways. Once again, those things I said about being concise and consistent, that's important for web-based. You need to you have a short period of time to grab somebody's attention, so consistency is important. Uh, your clarity, knowing what you have to say. You have to say what your points real, real clean and being consistent, being concise, and, and, and all of those factors, uh, two-way conversation is important. If you do have a social media page and people get back to you or hit you on your website or whatever, all of those things, factors are important from a web-based perspective. But I want to also say, I have to say, be very, very careful when you go forward with web-based. You have to do it. It's something that is expected. Um, but be very thoughtful in that process um, from your website, um, how much information you give out. You can always give too, sometimes too much, but what you give out about your business and where you're trying to go, make sure you're clear on that. From your personal business, social media, um, please be careful with that as well. Um, I tell people all the time you can't separate your business from your personal um, social media page, and people try to do that all the time, but you can't. So please, please don't. Understand that once you put something out there, it never goes away because somebody still has it. So I need you to think about that process for web-based years. You may say it's, it's easy and simple, but it's not so easy. I want you to think about the fact that it requires some real thought to make what you're trying to communicate effective and efficient. It requires some real thought to be clean and neat. It's easy to read. You get a quick idea of what you're trying to say. You don't have a whole lot of time. You know, so... All of these principles of verbal communications are also very impactful on your web-based communications um, that you have to do and be involved with. Um, now, with the advent of COVID and other situations and people running fast, there's more um, meetings and interactions and communications over other devices like telephones and Zoom calls and all that. Once again, when you're doing those kinds of things, especially a telephone that can't see your face uh, like a, a, a a live stream or a Zoom call, um, your tone of voice is going to be imperative. It's going to be very important. And when you're doing these phone conversations, oftentimes conference calls are a good thing. You can get things done. Uh, I don't I don't like those at all. But you have to be oftentimes a little more animated, if you will, because you want the person on the other side not to get bored and to feel engaged 
and that you want them involved. So that monotone voice can oftentimes slow the communication process down. It can turn people off. It can have people saying, oh, I, you know, what that was a waste of time. So think about how you project your tone and what you say, you know, the things you say. Um, you know, telephone uh, communications, because they are important, they're effective, they're timely, they have to be done. But there's a way you do those as well. I think it's huge. Um, video conferencing, you do have a little better in terms of seeing the person per se in your communications. And uh, so sometimes you can communicate by your you know, inflections and people seeing your face and your hands and your sharing and all that, that will communicate that. But it's important for you to um, understand that when I am doing video, I need to also be concise and clear. There are a number of people trying to talk. There are a number of people trying to get ideas over, and it's important that you lay out clearly what that video or telephone call is about. I think it's very um, ineffective, and personally for me, it's disrespectful of my time because I'm real funky, funky about my time. It's very disrespectful about my time to come on a phone call or discuss business or ideas or whatever and don't have an agenda, don't have a plan. We just out here just wildcatting it. Um, that that turns me off. That frustrates me. So people who know me, I'm going to be involved. They know I need some preparation. I want to know what you have done to set this thing forward, that when I give you my hour or two, it was well spent. So people who know me know they're coming without agenda because I'm going to be real confused about that. Okay, I have a real issue with that. What, what's our point? What are we trying to do? You know. So same thing with video conferencing. You need to make sure you have that same concept in terms of the effectiveness of it and efficiency of the time, but still wisely in that sort of way. Um, and, of course, you know, our basic is always a face-to-face meeting, which we have not had in eons because of the COVID situation. But to some extent, some of that will come back, but do understand that will never, I don't believe, will ever be the way it was. I think that we have gotten accustomed to simplicity and ease of the virtual calls and the conference calls and phone calls and it being a um, I do, um, research has shown that the best way to get people to do ideas and generate is really the face-to-face. You get more things out of face-to-face. But this dynamic in this time, we probably will do less of those and continue to do more video conferencing, which is the second best way, and that you'll be able to uh, continue to inspire and um, people to enjoy what you're doing. I mean, there's um, just it's not overwhelming in terms of what they're saying, the effectiveness of this um, one um, face-to-face conversation is uh, opposed to the telephone and things of that nature. But still, realistically, we know that will not continue um, the way it had been because of a new lifestyle. People have gotten comfortable with this. Um, I want to say before I close out that poor communications carries too many risks to your company, your organization your uh, individual life. Poor communication sets you up for a lot of errors, discomfort, uh, frustrations. Great communication, however, brings an opportunity for outstanding employees and customer engagement. It's um, really the best way to keep everybody on the same page. And when you and your employees engage with the public, they have that sense of knowledge and knowing where you're going, how you're going, and how you get there. They need to know what you expect, the employer, through communication with your staff and your employees, letting them know your standard and what you think. Um, it creates clarity. Um, you have a better output. And it will also, in the long run, grow your revenue 
and your prophets because everyone's working on the same page because they all know what they need to do. So that's my little spiel right now on business communication. I'm going to tell you a couple things going forward. Next week, I'm going to do a, 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 a return to someone who did something for me. When I started my show, a young lady allowed me to be on her show to kind of introduce her, her my, introduce my platform of what I was going to be about. And so next week, I'm going to do the same for someone else. We're going to have uh, Miss uh, Tyra uh, Little is going to be on talking about her new uh, podcast, So Never Had So Good. She's talking about um, Pressure Points Unpacked. It's going to be exciting. She's talking about the, the, the civil and uh, issues we have in our community in terms of uh, mental health, social health. She will be joined with a minister as well as a psychologist, and they'll talk about how to go through that. And next week, we're going to talk about her story and what brought her to the point that she needed to do that. And I'm also excited to let you know that in June, I start a new series Still going in greatness. My series is going to be on um, on uh, people who've done a, with their vision, with their purpose, with their passion, and put it into profit. Once again, purpose, passion, and profit. We have a series of four people on the month of June, and they're going to talk about how they took that passion and what happened in their lives and turned it into profit. And when I talk about the profit they made, the profit will be financial. But more importantly, in some situations, it was a profit for the community. It was profit for the kingdom of God. Um, so I think it's going to be a very exciting, gripping uh, series starting in June. We're going to talk about some people and have them on to share their stories. So once again, this is Gwen Singletary, Gordon Greatness. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Please hit me up on Facebook. Uh, give me any comments or thoughts you may have. And as I always say, go out and be great. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.